0: Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Jim Zach, president of Zach DeVito Architecture and Construction in San Francisco, California. Okay, so I've said it before, marketing is the Achilles heel of most remodelers. But even for those that are doing it well, there's one marketing strategy that is barely utilized, and it's public relations. Well, Jim has embraced PR and is now reaping the rewards of this diamond in the rough strategy. And he's going to share his secrets in just a minute. You just mind your P's and Q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. How about a first?
1: Hi, I'm Victoria Downing and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. You know, Mark. I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hello. <laughs> and I am really excited about this episode because I think that so few people use public relations to really make the most of their marketing efforts. It's just sort of a an aside. And the person we're going to interview today, Jim Zach, has used it to just a fabulous degree. So he is a Roundtables member as you know, Mark, yes, right? Yes. And we have these um, email groups that all of the different members are, they share information with their fellow group members. And I have seen such fantastic articles come through about Jim and his projects. Super cool.
0: It's very cool stuff. Yeah. And PR is something that's completely overlooked. It, that Most people think that's just something that um, rock stars and And movie stars do.
1: Now, you know, it used to be more of a, well, it used to be a thing when I knew what I was talking about in marketing, and I certainly don't anymore because it's gotten so technical. Do you think, Mark, that PR is taking a back seat now that there's so much emphasis on digital and SEO?
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, everybody just says it's got to be online. Everything's got to be focused there. But, you know, you need to be well-rounded. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And PR is definitely overlooked. Okay. I can't wait to hear what Jim's been doing. Well, I mean, the articles have just been fantastic, and I know we're going
1: to add some of those to our show notes, so oh, sure. let's show off what he's been doing. So let me introduce our guest. Jim Zach is president of the San Francisco Bay-based company, Zach DeVito Architects and Construction. This award-winning company focuses on high-value residences, renovations, and new construction with a consciously modern focus. Welcome to the podcast, Jim.
2: Good morning, you guys. It's really great to be here. Hey, Jim.
1: Well, you know, again, I've been seeing your notices to your fellow members of when you've been getting all this great public relations, this great PR, all these articles. The projects are beautiful. The articles are fantastic. So I had to have you come on the show and tell us what you've been doing.
2: Thank you very much. I, I just kind of reluctantly post some of these things on my uh, my uh, peer group, group notice. And uh, I guess I have a bit of ego, and sometimes I have to try to keep it in check. But it's fun to share, and it's just been
1: it a really good couple of weeks. Really. Well, you know, it's, but it's, it's not like you're sh- just sharing that you're all all that in a bag of chips. I mean, you're really sharing your marketing expertise with them, and their eyes are being opened. Like, holy crud! How do we get articles like this? How do we get our you know? It wasn't one of the articles. Didn't it feature a residence that you had designed that was being built by another company in New
2: York? um no i think what you saw we, we we got invited to participate in an article in the wall street journal and she just did it generally speaking on building on hillside sites ah. and so the, the, the article that incorporated a few different companies so our project was out here in the bay area
1: okay had, all right
2: it had a washington dc client
1: oh um, okay
2: project in that sense so that's I think the one you're talking about. Still, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and the 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 rocks and the way you built that into the hill, it was really cool from a construction technology point of right. view as well as just being beautiful. Thank so, you. so hey, so let's dive into this. Why do you pursue media exposure as part of your marketing plan?
2: Yeah, I've thought about that a lot since you asked me to do this, and I have to say is that probably the the, the genesis of it all is that I'm while a builder at heart from young, young age, um, I also made the code architecture school and spent a long time there. And, and I have to say my profession as an architect is relatively, you know, ego driven in a lot of ways. <laughs> and I think we're from a very young age training as architects exposed to, um, getting your work published. And so I think uh... it really probably comes from the architect side of what I do. And, um, when you're, kid learning architecture, you're looking at magazines and books and projects. And it's sort of the holy grail of like, wow, someday I can get a project published. And that's just been something that's been driven into my head, I think, from a long time ago. So it really probably stems from that. Um, and I guess I've been lucky and that we do okay work. And I think the first project I ever did got featured in Sunset Magazine because uh. I somehow ran across the guy who was the editor, met him at a party or something. So... Nice. Um, I think that's where it really comes from, and we've been pretty good at sort of driving kind of the PR aspect of marketing for the whole time I've been in business.
0: Jim, in, in in our intro, and I was talking to Victoria. She she mentioned about how everybody's focusing on online more so. Is is that a thing? But what's it done to your web presence? I have to think that that's it, your your web presence has gone up from all this. It's not just PR is is detached from from
2: the internet. Well, I think um, a little bit like Victoria said, I'm by no means an expert at marketing, but over you know 25 plus years of business, I've definitely spent a lot of time reading articles about marketing and, and PR and all that stuff. And I learned and realized long ago that marketing as the overall description of what we're all doing is really broken down into so many different aspects of what it takes to publicize your work and get new work. And PR is part of it. And literally business development's part of it. And then of course now web based. So clearly we think of it as an overall global strategy is you can't just do one thing. And I don't think any one thing is more important than the other. And so we we're we're we do have a pretty good web presence. Yet you know, at the same time when we go search ourselves, we find we're not that searchable. So we're mm-hmm. trying to figure out ways to increase that searchability. And then clearly you know, any time that you can get some publicity, it ends up being web-based, and it's just one more thing that people can search. So it, it all does contribute to the same thing. For us, we I guess we've been pretty good at, at the PR part of what we do, and we've I feel like we've always been relatively lousy at business development and lead generation. I still think we are, and it's the one thing we're focusing on more and more. But the PR and more general marketing is all part of it, and we're working hard at the at the web presence as well.
1: Well, so tell me a little bit about your overall approach to getting PR.
2: Yeah, well, this is something we've done for a long time. And I have to say that, um, as you so nicely described, I mean, we do pretty, pretty um, graphically interesting photogenic projects and we have good clients. And um, so we've always made an effort to get our work out in the world. And we submit for lots of awards and magazines and with Mm -hmm. AIA and because we tend tended to be more architect focused so we typically don't do the nari type of thing and our uh-huh. projects probably tend to be a, a larger scale than that but so we do a lot of award submissions and we and we mm-hmm. you know get our fair share of awards we do a lot of um, print publication submissions although I have to say that's a little bit less than like, than we do now and so now it tends to be digital and we kind of look at all the different design blogs and it's pretty straightforward I mean I think one really important thing to remember is that you know, Every aspect of media, whether it's print or online, they need content. (laughs) So if you have something interesting, they want you. Um, It's not so much that you're trying to sell them to print your work or publish your work. They need you, and it's what keeps them alive. And so I think you have to think about what's an appropriate venue for your work um, and don't maybe shoot for something that's not appropriate. And so if you're doing sort of really nice but maybe standard looking kitchens and bathrooms. Well, there's a, there's a place that you can publicize that work. And Mm -hmm. so for us, it tends to be maybe higher level of design that we're looking for. I mean, for us, like the Holy Grail would be, you know, dwell magazine or something Uh, like
1: that. Okay. All right. So we get a lot of
2: blogs and the wonderful thing about blogs is the viral nature of the web is that there's a couple of very high profile blogs, arc daily, remodelista, um, contemporist. And it's like, as soon as we get on those, since we've had these articles blog posted two weeks ago, we've probably received ten inquiries from kind of second-tier design blogs saying, "Hey, can we publish your project?"
1: Oh, really?
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of interesting that viral nature is if we get get something on one of the top. I think Arc Daily is the number one architecture and design blog in the world, most trafficked. And so if we get on that, then everybody else wants it. So if so you get the, on,
1: if you get on something like that, are the are the are the blogs you're looking to get published, and the awards are those all? industry types of entities or are they consumer facing
2: they're typically industry i think um we're conscious of the fact of trying to get into the more um consumer focused but in the end it's sort of still design and so what's the consumer i mean i guess what's dwell you know dwell yeah. has become such an entity in and of itself it's a it's a it's a community um, and yes, it's design focus, but so getting things on dwell has been, you know, is really good. It's again, even on their just getting something on their web presence is great.
1: So tell us a little yeah. bit about how you get this all
2: done. Like yeah. who's
1: doing it? Well, I mean, what all does um, it take? What expertise do you have to have?
2: Yeah, it's, you know, it's not much. I think that when we finish a project, number one thing, and I think anybody who does anything with PR is going to tell you this is pay for photography. You know, we, we just shot a project that the one you were describing with the pool and the rocks. And I mean, we ended up spending two days with three people and, you know, it cost 12,000 wow. amount of money. And then we, and then we had a magazine interested in it and he said, Oh, I need some more shots. We have to go back and spend another half day. So, but you know, you've got to have great photography. Um, if you just go out and snooche, shoot snapshots, no one's going to publish it. So you got to pay for the photography. So that's um, a,
1: that's a pretty intense photo shoot.
2: Oh yeah, that you know is a big house and a big site, and um, so that's pretty intense. And you know, getting the owner on board with that, and like that project, it's a second home, so the owners weren't around. But um, hoping they're not listening, they're, they're really <laughs> messy people, you know. And like we had to go in and spend half a day cleaning their house and hiding things and
1: wow. dusting,
2: and you know, so it's a, it's a big production to do a photo shoot, and you you have to time it right because I think most people aren't going to want the invasive nature of that, mm-hmm. and you got to get in there you know, soon after the project's finished. So photography is one of the things that's really important. I think for us, it typically probably starts with thinking about award submissions. If we think it's a project that might win an award and we put together sort of a generic package that has drawings, photographs, some text, a description of the project, and everybody wants the same thing. So we sort of try to get that package together and, and then we're ready to submit it. And once we have that, Again, the the publications, they just want something easy. So you send them photographs and some text and the written description of the project and a project list with participants, um, much more likely they're going to publish it, make their life easy. Um, Some of them want to write original content, but these days most don't. They just publish what we do.
0: So, Jim, when you're you're sending these out, I mean, you're not just doing a a generic press release and putting it on the wire. You're actually reaching out to people, right?
2: Absolutely, and it's funny. I just literally um, sent a message to the woman helping us with with marketing this morning, saying, "You know, we should kind of do some more traditional press releases where you just have an <laughs> event and of blanket because it's still a valid approach." But no, if you go to um, most publications or online um, forums. At the bottom of it it says submit your project here you know they're they're looking for content and so it's it's not just a pr it's focused to a specific location um and it's pretty easy um and again you just put together a package and upload it and cross your fingers and hope they like it um there's a company called bowerbird that we've recently come across we haven't really fully signed up for them but um I think they're mainly focused on architects, but it probably could work with with design build companies. And that you give them information, you pay them a small fee, and they act as a middleman between the editors and the service providers. And so you upload content, and then the editors subscribe to them. And so it's a sort of they're trying to be a clearinghouse uh. for um, ways to get content for the publications and ways for people like me to get our work published. And so it's I think B E O W E R. Bird. It's a New Zealand or Australian company, wow. but they have a pretty strong US presence as well. So we're pretty focused when we do the trying to get publications. That said, you know, we had this, we were including this article in the Wall Street Journal a week week ago. And um, I just got a random email from the woman who was writing the article and and I asked her, like, how did you find us? And she said, I just did a web search on hillside architecture. Wow. You have a big enough web presence where um, we sort of showed up and I was willing to participate and I got a client willing to talk to her. And so uh, in the end, it was pretty, pretty simple.
0: Ah, uh, SEO. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes,
2: indeed. <laughs> yeah. SEO. I, see how I see.
1: <laughs> So, okay. So you've got an outside photographer that so you're using or one or whatever, and you get your good yes. photography and then you've got a marketing person. You mentioned, does that marketing person write everything up? Or do you handle some of that in-house and um, then what?
2: So I've been in business twenty-seven years and we hired a marketing person about a month ago. <laughs> the first time ever. And um big, big expense. Thank you, Remodelers Advantage, for the pressure. Um, big overhead expense. And um, so she's still in training and uh she doesn't come from an architecture background. She's worked for some builders and some realtors young, so she has a very good, strong media and and uh digital sense. Um, So she's still learning uh, about the content. Um, So we're still helping her. Historically, we've just used our young staff. Um, We have, you know, six to 10 people in our office usually. And um, doing a lot of this PR stuff tends to fall on the younger person in the office. And Mm -hmm. um, we just get them to put together the drawings and the images. And we work on text together and put together these packages.
1: So what are some of the things that you do to make each of your projects newsworthy?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, it really in the end starts with design for us. Um, we really are a design focused company and we try to work on projects that have a strong design component with clients that have that. Not every project is like that. I think like every company we have our, we have our nuts and bolts projects that are just there because you need to keep busy and and we don't photograph every project. Some Mm. projects are worthy and some aren't. Um, but you know, when we have a project that is a good design project, Um, I don't think we're designing for photographs, but um, I think the kind of work we do tends to be be pretty photogenic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're very detail focused and interested in very contemporary details and materials. So there's always something to take a picture of. All
1: right. That's great. So then how do you get your clients on board? I mean, aren't a lot of them very private? And I mean, you're doing some pretty like give me an example of what a bread and butter project is for you. Like let's or even let's talk about the one that was in the Wall Street Journal. What is that project um, like? That sell for ish.
2: That was a new country house um, in the wine country, Northern Napa ah. Valley. The clients lived in Washington D.C. and um, just had a very strong connection to the Bay Area, mm-hmm. with lots of friends and and that. And um, so it was sort of their vacation house to become um, a retirement home, which they now live up full time. Um, so it was a. Large site, 27 or 28 acres, but um, interesting, we've had this happen a lot, these urban sites, or these rural sites that they're really hilly and inaccessible, and we were pushed up against the setbacks on the 20-acre site. Wow. So really steep hillside, (laughs) amazing views, um, sort of challenging build because of the topography, and um, relatively simple contemporary house, two bedrooms, and a little detached guest house in a pool, but quite photogenic. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Okay, so again, back to back to your clients. So you're doing some pretty high-end, some pretty um, high-dollar projects. Yes.
2: Well, I'll, I'll use them as an example. I mean, we have some clients that we can't talk about. Yes. <laughs> we have clients that have told me that we don't want work published. Mm. Um, and that we have that. I mean, we've we worked for some, you know, literally billionaire people in, in the tech world that we you know, cross paths with out here. But, you know, most clients are actually kind of interested in it. So the clients of this project with the Wall Street Journal article – Um, I asked them, I hadn't talked to them for three or four years and, um, they were, they were all into it. And they, you know, I said, thank you. And when I did talk to them and they said, no, no, we think it's great. You know, it's like, if we ever sell our house, we can say it was published in the (laughs) Wall Street Journal. That's right. We find a lot of people just have that, that same, um, kind of ego and appreciation of where they live and are more than willing to share it. So. Most of the time people are kind of willing to do it. We actually write in our architecture contract. That we have the right to publicize their work. Oh, they okay. have to tell me, they have to ask me to not do it.
1: Oh, okay. all right, kind of, That's great.
2: Yeah. That's good. Do you, do you actually have a
0: comment? Do you actually have a conversation with them about it or does it just kind of, you let it slide?
2: Um, for me, it's the first thing I just want access to take photographs. And we've had people just say that it's fine. You can photograph it, but don't publicize it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, most people don't really even care about publication, um, or they'd like to know where it's going to be publicized. And most people we're pretty good about being, um, anonymous with our clients. We don't talk about budgets. We don't give addresses. We can talk about them generically, but it's, it's sort of up to them. Um, I think that when you get into the more, um, shelter magazines and, and the, as you say, more consumer focused as opposed to industry focused, um, I think you have to have your client on board. You know, you want to get in an architecture magazine, they're interested in the building.
0: You want to get into
2: a lifestyle magazine, um, like Dwell, they need a story. Mm -hmm. And the story is the people. It's not the building, it's both. And so um, that tends to be a bit more of a challenge. We did a project that was actually a development project and we sold it and it was pretty newsworthy, I think. And the clients were just like, no. Like we have no interest in, in being you know publicized or having our life out in public. So hmm. it varies, but most of the time we find people cooperative.
1: Do you have any idea of how many articles that feature your work that you might get in a, a year or six-month period, any any period of time?
2: I don't know, 20, 20 or 30 maybe. Nice. Um, some years more than others, and um, I don't, maybe it's more. I've never really actually – track
1: that but because that just think about that 30 articles with all the exposure that those the readership that those publications have for example would be huge i would think
2: i think i think it is um again, I don't, it's very difficult to track a direct result from that, you know, and we do mm-hmm. like everybody, you tend to ask your clients, how did you find me? And we, you know, as again, thank you, Remodeler's advantage of really <laughs> sort of pushing us to track that more because mm-hmm. if you know it and you know where people are coming from, you can target that. So we try, um, and you know, generally, yeah, a lot of people sort of do find us in just a general search, um, and we do have somewhat of a web presence, so it's good. Um, it all helps.
1: So one more question. Do you I mean you I know it's difficult to track exactly and you ask. And I know you see little surges like from the articles just published you said you got what 7 to 10 inquiries right off the bat. Do you have any feel for how many leads might have come from this public relations exposure?
2: Um to be honest, no, I I think it's really pretty indirect. I think that you're trying to build an overall brand identity like any company, you Mm -hmm. know, whether you're Apple or me or, you know, fucking a truck contractor. And, um, so I, it's very difficult to find that direct one. The awards one's interesting. I have to say, we've had a few clients over the years, and we asked them, how did you find us? And they said, oh, we went and looked at all the award winners for projects in San, yes. the San Francisco. AIA, mm-hmm. And we saw your work. So that, that's kind of interesting because the awards thing is, a you know, is you got to pay money to apply and it takes time right. to put things together. And um, it's nice to get the awards. I at this point in my career, we still do it. I don't really care that much one way or the other. It's <laughs> nice to get them, of course, but yes, um, you know, twenty years ago it was like, "Wow, you were so excited if you kind of won an award in a magazine or AA or something." And,
1: right. Well,
2: not to be lazy faire about it, but it's still fun. Um, but it it says something. It's good to be recognized by your peers.
1: But it's probably a little less about your own ego now and more about the marketing aspect.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, to some degree, it's good for the office, good for the people
0: in the right. office. Too. Well, Jim, how about if um, we take a little shot at your ego and we go into the lightning round? How about we do that?
2: Sure. Right. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> and now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage
0: lightning round. It's a trap! All right, cool. Here we go. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. What's your favorite business book and Why?
2: Um, I've really lately enjoyed um, the e myth, which has been around for a long time, but just that whole idea and sensibility, particularly for contractors, of people coming from a trade, not trained in business. Architects aren't trained in business, Mm -hmm. and um, I just think how it focuses you um, to think about your business and what you do and not your task and your trade. It's been really key.
1: And you know, we had Michael Gerber as our very first speaker at our very first summit.
2: (laughs) If you weren't the owner
0: of Zach DeVito architecture and construction, what do you think you'd be doing?
2: Early in my life, I thought I would uh, race motorcycles, but that didn't pan out. And I always liked to cook, so I used to think I'd be a chef. But we've designed a lot of restaurants. and Now I probably would not want to be a chef. Yeah. It's a possibility I could have gone that direction. Oh. I wouldn't be a lawyer.
0: Yeah. What are you not very good
2: at? Uh, music. I'm the least musically inclined person I've ever met. <laughs>
0: I need you to sing a song. Not
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Happy birthday to you. Your room, your desk, or your car? Which do you clean first?
2: You know, that one's really easy. Um, my desk is an absolute mess. Um, and my car is always really clean. And okay. I really don't know why, but I just kind of obsessed about not ending up with lots of junk in my car.
0: Good. How many windows do you think are in New York?
1: <laughs> That's a good one for really? you, Jim. <laughs>
0: How old is the oldest pair of shoes you own?
2: 20 years. Oh, wow. my goodness.
1: Yeah, hopefully you're buying some really good ones back then. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you so much for doing this, Jim. This has been a lot of fun. Great, great and, you fun. know, I want them to be sure that they put some links to a few of your articles and show off your projects in the show notes for this podcast. Is that okay with you?
2: Absolutely.
0: Jim, one quick question. If you had one piece of advice you could give to our listeners, what would it be?
2: Well, I think one of the things we found is, um, the availability of things like this podcast and that there are so many podcasts and so many people creating content now that we found a lot of different places that we've been able to, um, participate in podcasts. We did a radio interview, um, a couple months ago that was on a college radio station at Stanford. And then also then now on the web. And, um, I think people should look for that. It's like, kind of like publication. People are always looking for kind of an expert commentary. So
1: cool. Thank you. All right. So, again, thank you. I think PR is so um, underused, so it's great to see all you're doing with it. Now, before we go, I want you to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom.
2: Great. Um, so I did cheat and I actually have two sets, but the first one I thought of was the good old fashioned kiss, mm-hmm. which is, you know, keep it simple. And instead of stupid, I said, keep it simple and smart. There you go. You're um, constantly trying to simplify and it's difficult. It's, mm-hmm. it's easy to get caught up in things and get, and things become more difficult as opposed to less.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the
2: second one is, I guess, just from my architecture, which is the God is in the details and maybe these two can go together. And like, we really think about how, how the small parts of a project really help make the overall
1: that's great that's both of them very, cool. good. very good so so one of these days i want us to get a list of all these five words of wisdom and put it all up and attribute it and all that good stuff so thank you very much that was awesome
0: mm-hmm. you should have saved great. one of them for the next time we have you on you
1: <laughs> that's Hell's right because we will have you on again <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right thanks, jim Ray. thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy day and i look forward to seeing you at the next uh, roundtable meeting
2: fantastic thanks you guys appreciate thank it
1: you. bye-bye Bye. so that was awesome again
0: very interesting
1: you know it just makes me think about all the different opportunities there are to spread the word about your company and this
0: i think that jim found this to be particularly easy seems it, like it actually he made it sound easier than i i thought he was
1: <laughs> The whole, i mean the whole the whole pr approach right yeah
0: yeah yeah because so many people just think it's like well I, I need to know i need to know people and mm-hmm. it's who you know and and then how do you get your foot in the door but you know he made a a very it's the basic point of pr it's you're actually helping them mm-hmm. all of the, the editors and writers out there that that they're, they're starving for content. Mm-hmm. They need that next, they got that next deadline. They got the next mm-hmm. project. They got that thing. They got to come up and they're looking for it. So y- you shouldn't look at it as man. How do I get to them? You should look at it from the perspective of I'm helping them
1: mm-hmm. for sure. You know, it, I love the angle of using award contests as a kickoff for a lot of this as I'm sitting here looking at all your awards <laughs> on the shelf here and I'm thinking about it right I mean you entered these awards we didn't even know who you were entering they show up and then it gives us an opportunity to get out there and shine our light from under that bushel basket yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well that was an interesting way to put it but yes no I mean like how many of our members and how many other remodelers out there they do these awards but you know it's kind of just something that they include in their sales brochure or something like that. And they are, are sort they of really... don't
1: take it to the logical conclusion. Right, right. Well, hopefully our listeners will have picked up a, a good couple of tips from this. I know they're going to be wowed when they look at his projects and read those articles, especially in a publication like the Wall Street Journal, for goodness sakes. You yeah, know? yeah, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we got to have him on. It's too bad he wasted both of his five words of wisdom on one episode.
1: <laughs> you know, I think he's smart enough to come up with a new one, though.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's funny that he even did five words of wisdom because... He did two of them. Yeah. And How many people we had on here barely do one? <laughs> yeah. You know? Or they give us 20 words for right. that five. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that was good.
1: <laughs> yes, very much so. So thank you all for being here and listening once again. Yep. I'm um, Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week.
2: This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a